You can't laugh. It's a good thing I can take this stuff out at the end. Good thing. Yeah. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Here we go. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design the life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Rich Mind Podcast. And today I'm coming to you with a very special guest. Uh, this is actually something that uh, it's been just in the last few weeks or a few days that we've actually decided to go ahead and pull the trigger and hit record and get the one and only Stacy J. Wilson on the podcast. This is my beautiful wife. And the reason why I wanted to do that today is. Today, actually, as of this recording, while we're doing this recording, today is our anniversary. And I kind of wanted to kind of put a timestamp on that for us as a couple, but then give everybody out there an opportunity to learn more about her. She's been a fantastic part of my life for 27 years as of today. Can you believe that? That's first a of all, long time. yeah, first of all, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Stacy. 27 years. And actually, the best part about our relationship is tomorrow. So this is a Thursday. And tomorrow, the 22nd of September, we will be have been together completely for uh, 29 years. I always yeah, get those confused. 29. Shame on me. So 29 years total and 27 years today. So I thought, what a better way to introduce you to the world, or at least my world, than to get you on the podcast. I just think that would be a lot of fun. So first off, Stacy, yes. welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm kind of excited to be here. This will be your first podcast episode. And to say you were a little nervous would probably be understating it. Understating it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely pushing her outside of her comfort zone. So this that's good because at the same time, we both, right? So yeah. as I've launched and kind of done this by myself, you too, we we need to get ourselves out there a little yeah. bit more so yeah. i realize that it's it doesn't hurt it's going to be okay mm, okay i'm <laughs> trusting you like always i'm trusting she's you. trusting me folks so this can be a lot of fun a good conversation so tell everybody a little bit about yourself uh just a few minutes obviously i know more than most and i could go on and on and on but i'd love to everybody hear from you uh kind of where you're from where you've been tell them about the kids all that kind of good stuff all right as he said, I'm Stacy. I was um, born and raised in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I did not move away from Fort Wayne until I went to college. I went to Ball State, which is where I met Randy, of course. Back home, normal. I came from a, I'm the oldest of three girls and had a wonderful upbringing, had tons of extended family that I grew up with, which made me a lover of family, which was something that was our core when we first got together. That my family was very important to me. We met fell in love, got married very young, and have gone on to create what I consider a very wonderful life together. We have three great kids. They are Riley, Adrian, and Sydney. 
they are all in their mid twenties and everybody has moved out in the last year and a half to two years. So it's been an adventure raising three kids. I love raising them. And that was my core of what I wanted to be and do forever, as well as be the wife to you. And it all worked out pretty well so far. I have done many, many odd jobs along the way and have served many different roles and currently serve a role that I have always had passion and love for, and that's in the wedding industry. So that's a little bit about me. I love what I do and I love my family. That's always first and foremost. So that's the beauty of where I'm coming from sitting on this side of the conversation, because I can pull out more out of you as we continue <laughs> on, which I'll make sure that we, uh, I don't go anywhere that I shouldn't guys and gals. Uh, you know, I don't want to get in any more trouble than I normally get myself in, but at the same time, I'll try to pull out some more nuggets from you. So you posted uh, some pictures right on, on online today. Yeah. And one of our friends commented just, Oh my gosh, those, those pictures. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. What, yeah. what in the world? I mean, well, we were 20, yeah. 21 and 22 when we got married. <laughs> 21. 21 and 22. And so. our oldest is 25, Five, almost 26. 26. Yeah. And our youngest is 21 turning 22. And so at Sydney, our youngest this age is when we was when those photos and when we first went on this adventure that yeah. we are calling together this our marriage life. yeah <laughs> our, our life, life. <laughs> <laughs> yes very much so going back or even just thinking about that back yeah. then because at 21 or 22 when we first met we were in our 20s or right, right. at 20 yeah you might even have been 19. 19 yeah what uh what in the world were we thinking uh <laughs> <laughs> well for me i think it was just that normal we were sophomores in college and you know, between going to school and thinking, you know, you got to figure that thing out and what you're going to do the rest of your life. But at the same time, of course, at that age and that stuff, it's very much who are you going to be with the rest of your life? Everybody's at school trying to meet somebody. <laughs> and <laughs> right. That's part of life. Everybody, even in high school, you know, somebody's trying to meet somebody and think they were, they're going to be that high school sweetheart set. We weren't running in the same circles, but when our circle crossed, that was an interesting meetup and it just felt right. And I don't know what we were thinking after that. Cause then we just were together basically every minute of every day that we could class and work got in the way. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> we were just always together. That's how it's been even up till now. Yeah. Even I mean, now. Very rarely yeah. do we ever spend days. I mean, we've days, gone yeah. I, just most recently you've had a couple of trips that you've been mm -hmm. away for days. Yeah. And that's not just not normal. Even yeah, with the old, my old job working, that was not normal for us to yeah. be away from each other. Yeah. We never had a job that was like traveling related or anything like that. No. So, no. I mean, other than, you know, overnights once in a while, taking the kids to visit Fort Wayne or something like that. And when you were still working, yeah, that was, that was the only time. It might be a, you know, a Friday night and Saturday night, but that was the extent of it. So. So on this podcast... I try to talk about personal freedom, yep. right? Yep. Uh, financial education, personal development, all those things that come along with that. Right. And once again, back when we were in our 20s, mm -hmm. none of this to what we know now, right? We didn't know right. any of that. And so we were trying to share a lot of this information that we've learned today or what we've learned up till now with our 20-year-ish year old children, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Can you think of anything that, 
back then, wow, how things would have been different. I don't want to say better, but changed. I mean, I can remember. Anyways, I'll, I'll yeah, just leave that yeah, you with the question. Ahead. Yeah. No, I, well, I just can remember when uh, we both decided to drop out of college, right? Yeah. We decided yeah. at 21, 22 that school wasn't going to be the thing, that, that together we were going to be the thing, that we were going to mm-hmm. go figure out this whole thing called life. We decided that I was going to go to work. Mm-hmm. At some point, and the kids started to show up soon after, mm-hmm. that you were yeah. going to stay home with the kids. And that mm-hmm. was a huge sacrifice to the point where, I mean, but we stuck to that. Yeah. Do you ever think back and regret that we ever did that? Oh, no. Heavens, no. No. I, I mean, I've I've always told you, I felt like our life, even meeting and how it's unfolded, it's just how it's supposed to be. I don't know that we would have, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I eventually finished college, so that was still one of my goals. And you were super supportive for me to finish that. But when I took that on was probably not <laughs> necessarily the right time in life to take that on. But I did. And, um, but tell everybody why, why that was oh, so, such a good It time. was just a huge goal for me to, I wanted to be one of the first in my family to ever go to college, finish college. Um, it had been a personal goal of mine to accomplish something bigger than myself, something I felt was huge. Right. And, and I did that. And that was, that was very powerful back in the day when I finished that. I went back to college and that's what you're getting ready to ask me. I went back to school when I had a, almost four-year-old, almost two-year-old, and I was almost ready to deliver our third child that and. first semester back. And and I went on to do basically four years of school and two and a half years, taking 18 credit hours a semester year-round, summers also, while raising. When I graduated, they were three, five, and seven. <laughs> <laughs> when so, I graduated college. So I went from newborn to three and so the part of that story that she's leaving out that impact impacts me when I think about it is that I was not around. I no, wasn't. Yeah, he was I was working. Yeah, yeah he was, was working. Con- so part of the nonstop. agreement was the grind that I was going to go to work. And my job at that moment was in retail. And yeah. it was literally 24-7. I was hustling to move my way up the ladder of this business or this company. company. And mm-hmm. to do that meant travel. So we said we weren't apart much. Our, the business, the, the company I was with was very local, meaning within the state. So I was always within driving distance of getting back and forth from home. So very rarely did I ever spend nights on the road. But at the same time, I was gone from 5, 6 in the You'd morning till 12, 15 hours a day. Oh, yeah. at least. Yeah, and at, at least. least six days a week, sometimes yeah. seven. Yeah, sometimes seven. Yeah. And so, so you yeah. didn't have any support to do. No, I <laughs> That's was... the point I'm trying to make, folks, is that, the, that she did all this 18-hour credit hours, raising three kids. By herself. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to let her start, tell you how yeah. she did that. I have no idea yeah. still to this day. I was mom all day. Obviously, you get up early, early with the kids. Did school or did daytime with the kids. I mainly did classes late afternoon and evening. So sometimes you were home to help. But I also had cousins that would come help babysit, friends that would help babysit, aunts that help babysit. So I could go do a class or two. I did classes online, which was brand new at the time, which mm. was really weird because they were not. not it was like it rough. Is. It was I remember so when, rough. That was when we first got our first dial-up internet connection. It's when your then, computer it? still had the green words on it and you didn't <laughs> see. There was no video. So it was just. It was bad. It was bad. Well, it was like chat. You chatted back and forth mm. on online class in green and black screen. 
it was bizarre, but it got the job done. It gave me the ability to get done. And I wouldn't start homework till everybody was asleep at nine, 10 o'clock at night. And I do homework till two or so in the morning and go to bed and get up at six, seven o'clock and start all over again. Hence why I only need four or five hours sleep to function at any given time. Yeah, we are completely opposite when it comes to that too. That's yeah. a totally different story as far as I need my sleep and she can function with, with very little. So talk about how, how did you do that from a mindset standpoint? Meaning there's times that I've referenced to you as mm-hmm. we're having conversations, as we approach a new challenge in life, mm-hmm. that if, if you can harness how you accomplished your school back in the day yeah. with all of the challenges that you had, and to do it in such a, because tell them what you graduated with or how, yeah. Uh, I graduated with honors of 4.2 um, <laughs> when I graduated. Yeah. I laugh because folks, <laughs> as you've heard on my thing. podcast or with me, yeah, school, yeah, we didn't get along and we still don't get along. So that's why I married Miss Stacy J here because she's the brains of the family. Yeah. So yeah, so get, the, so capture that. So say that one, one more time. I graduated with honors of 4.2 GPA. With three toddlers at home and a, basically an absent husband that was not there to support yeah. other than to give her a paycheck every couple of weeks yeah. to keep to keep the mortgage and, and whatever else we had going on at the time. So where I was going with that statement was that she had the ability in that two-year time frame to focus mm-hmm. and got a lot accomplished in a very short period of time. And I'm challenging yeah. you all the time, yes. if you can go back to how you did that, to whatever we choose to do next, right. which we're going to get into what we're getting ready to go do next, because that's yeah. kind of the plan. But I just want everybody to, to get the idea of how committed you were to that goal. To that goal. Of that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Of getting that graduation. Yeah. When I decided to go back, because I had dabbled, I had taken a class here and a class there along the way, and eh, it was fine. But I think when I finally decided, And why I decided when we had a newborn is still beyond me. But it just became important to get it done because I saw how much faster life was starting to be already. And then adding that third baby in there really ramped it up a little bit. But it had been my goal. I had promised myself that that's something I would accomplish. And I learned and I don't and I somewhere along the way lost it, but I learned how to segment my life. When I was mom, I was mom. When I was student in class, I was student in class. And when it came homework time, I was just homework time. But I can remember days, and that's what I go back to when I'm trying to give myself the power within, right? That I can do anything. I can remember a day or two that I would walk fully across that campus, the sun shining, it's fall, which is my favorite time of year, as you know. So this is like ramp up season for me, (laughs) but it was, it was fall. It was mid semester. I had just gotten like midterms back or something and it was all A's. It was 4.0. I had just written who knows how many 15 page papers at that point. That was part of my degree. I wrote a lot of papers and I remember walking across the campus that day and thinking, damn, I'm good. I am doing this. This is, I'm powerful. Look at me. I am, I'm taking care of all these babies and Randy and I'm killing it at school. Who knew? Who knew? (laughs) You know, because at Ball State, I did well, you know, at Ball State, I did well um, until I didn't do well. I just didn't. Well, (laughs) I, I let other things in life, like a lot of us do. I let other things in life 
influence me and I just followed paths that school wasn't the thing at the moment, right? Meeting people and hanging out and going doing stuff and all that was more important than going to class or doing the homework at the time. But I fell in love with the process of school. I always loved school. So I fell in love with the process again of going to camp class, walking across campus, being one of the older ones in the group, which really sounds weird because I was like 22, 23, what, 24, so or somewhere in there. And, but I was older than some of them that were in class and I did a lot of night class. So there was a lot of people older than me too, but it was like, okay, this is still, I can accomplish whatever I want to do. And then every time I'd get a paperback and it was still an A, I'm like, rock on. (laughs) I can actually do really good at this. And I wasn't so sure I could when I first started. But you were able to take that and you did. Yes. And it kept pushing you to get to that final. I, I remember the night when we went to your graduation. I still vividly remember. So this is this is all prior to digital, digital folks, right? So that means you got to remember, I don't have a lot of photos. I, I, I took a few, but it wasn't anything like it is today, right? You can snap like a thousand photos in a second. I mean, it's like, it's nothing like yeah. it was. It's like you're talking about your papers that you're writing. We had a word processor, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the one that yeah, my dad gave us? Yeah, we had a word my, processor. We yeah. had one from my family, right? Yeah. That's how you typed your, That's how it was I a word processor. Computers. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I could, didn't have a computer. Yeah. I'd come home late at night working 10, 11 o'clock, get home midnight, one o'clock, and you're still up typing away on these, on this word processor, trying yeah, to get this paper it done. Was, yeah. It was just, it's, yeah. it's just amazing. It still amazes me. And that's why I wanted you to share that story. Because mm-hmm. even still to this day, 27 years later, so we're probably talking 25 years ago, yeah. how you were able to accomplish all of that in a relatively short period of time mm-hmm. with all the obstacles and challenges that you had, mm-hmm. and then to do it, it's such a excellent way, meaning the accolades that you received, right? The grade point average and then graduating with honors. Um, And that's just- Remember going to National Honor Society induction with you and all that. That was a huge night. And So I just wanted to be out there in the digital world (laughs) that I'm acknowledging the fact that, and I tell you this all the time, but I want everybody else to know that as well, is that that's where, when I saw you do that, I was like, wow, you can accomplish anything. And so it's just been a matter of us through these the 25 years since yeah. just figuring it, figuring it out. Right. And we've done a lot. Well, we have done a lot. So that's where I wanted to pivot a little bit more into you being a mom and what that means yeah. to you. Yeah, I yeah. know. So you by far, I, my mom was fantastic. Anybody that knows my story, my mom, unfortunately has passed, but at the same time, my mom was beautiful. She was awesome. She, everything that I ever needed or wanted, my mom was there for me. That is exactly what I found in Stacey J. So, <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. So, to say my kids, and I tell them all the time, the, my kids hit the jackpot because they've got Stacy as their mother because she's so great. So, where I want to go with the question that I have is tell us about how then you got out of school mm-hmm. and then you went to work raising these kids. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was yeah. your job. Yeah. And just talk about some of those challenges and how much you love it and all those kinds of things. Yeah. So when I finished school, they were three, five and seven. Yeah. Right about well, turning, turning through, well, <laughs> turning three, five and seven. So well, technically when I finished school, they were two, five and whatever they were. They were little. And yeah, I finished school and that's when we made the move to Indy. 
was right when school was getting done and yeah, I had we no were, plan. We were Fort Wayne then, yeah, we were Fort Wayne. Yeah. I had finished school in Fort Wayne and, um, we were coming to Indy because Marsh had moved us down here. The company had moved us down here. And so, yeah, I knew I wasn't going to use my degree right away. So why I was so passionate about getting it done fast, probably because I didn't know how long we were going to be up there. And that's always an option for us. But we didn't know how long we were going to be anywhere for very long. Because that's my job. Yeah, because right? that first seven, eight years of us together, we had already moved like four times right. yeah, we were in all time. seven years. Yeah. So to know that I had probably this little time frame to get some things done was true because we were, we moved a few months later. We moved to India after I finished school. I had always wanted to be mom. So knowing that we had agreed a long time ago that I was going to get to stay home and raise these kids as long as I wanted to was huge. And I did. I wanted to be there when they woke up. I was there when they went to bed. I was there in between. Now, granted, I had some odd and in jobs here and there that would take me away. But my kids generally, I think <laughs> they'll tell you, they spent like a two and a half week stint with a babysitter during the day. <laughs> and that was it. Two and a half weeks. And it was awful. And they started where they started crying and didn't want to go because you were the one supposed to take them in the afternoon when I was only like two hours behind them. And uh, yeah, that was, I was like, uh, we ain't doing this. This is done. We're done. That ain't going to happen no more. And from there on, they never really had even an opportunity to say that they've had a babysitter no. full-time or, you know, like child care related babysitter. And, uh, yeah, no. When, when you called the one day you called and you're like, Adrian is refusing to go. She is bawling. <laughs> she is tired. She's put herself in her room. I'm like, I'm on my way. We're done. Just let them know that we're done. And that was it. So, so we realized that <laughs> the amount of money you were making yeah. wasn't worth the what cost we of paying through. for the, the yeah. babysitter plus then the you know whether you call it trauma or whatever we were putting our kids through right so they I'm were telling you all about it now yeah oh yeah yeah now that they've gotten older <laughs> they they vividly remember those stories and luckily yeah. we didn't leave them in those situations but at the same yeah. time that was but that was part of the agreement when yeah. we first so one thing uh, I share with my kids and I'll share it now uh, that we agreed upon but when we were dating yeah and it served on. us well mm -hmm. my dad shared this with me. And I'll share this with you now, folks, as, and I'll get your feedback on mm -hmm. it too, Stace, is that if you can agree on three things, basically, as you're entering any kind of a relationship that was money and where the money is going to come from, mm -hmm. the kids and who and how the kids were going to be raised, and then the in-laws, how you were going to handle family, meaning involved, not involved, right? You just have to have discussions and agreements on those three topics. And if you can come to an agreement in those three topics, your chance of success is probably going to go up exponentially. I can speak for us that yeah. we've had challenges mm -hmm. in all three of those topics. Oh, yeah. But because we, in our early 20s, had discussions mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. that, had agreements about, so where we're talking about now with the kids, we mm -hmm. agreed upon that I was going to be the one grinding and working. Mm -hmm. You were going to be the one raising the kids, mm -hmm. right? To the point mm -hmm. where... That's, but that's what you wanted to do. It right. wasn't I was forcing yeah. you to do oh, it. Gosh, it was an no. agreement. Mm -mm. And then when you did go get your odd jobs, right? Because we're always... Yeah. So imagine, I can't even imagine trying to do it today, <laughs> but even just 20 years ago, right? Trying to live off of one person's salary. And I was doing okay, but I was never... We definitely weren't raking it in by any means. Yeah. And so to raise a family of five on one salary, 
was challenging. And mm-hmm. so you would go get odd jobs, whether yeah. it's, you know, hosting here or, yeah, you yeah, get I would all waitress of... a little bit. I sold different MLM companies. Yeah. The job I'm talking about that I took was helping a family friend's business. Hmm. That's when, that's why the kids went to daycare. I was helping a friend's business trucking company, help them run their trucking company because the mom was getting ready to have some major surgery and needed like an eight to 10 week extended leave from work. And I could just jump in and help. And we thought, oh, eight to 10 weeks, that's not bad. And it'd be a little chunk of money for us to have some extra to go do the fun stuff. But, <laughs> you know. And yeah, two and a half weeks into that, I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't going to happen anymore. I can't, this isn't going to work. And, and from there on, I didn't really do any job that required them to have a babysitter. I worked, I would waitress just to have the extra money there again for us. It was just fun money to be able to take the kids to the movie, take them to the zoo, do that stuff that you're supposed to do or we wanted to do. Right. And the fun little things that we would have put on the side otherwise, but the kids, and if you ask my kids now, they had no idea that we probably couldn't or shouldn't have done some (laughs) of the trips that we did or some of the weekend stuff that we would do or your day off stuff that we would go and do. They had no clue. They had no idea. But if I was working at a restaurant or something serving, you were home with them. We made sure that one or the other was always with the kids. And after that two and a half week stint, I knew for sure I would never, never do that again. And I felt the same way as a yeah. father, right? It's like mm-hmm. we, we came to, it's like we came back yeah. to the table and it's like, yeah, we're yeah, not doing not that anymore. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. That was not okay. So yeah. So then I jumped into just raising my kids and having a blast and, you know, I love doing the homeschool stuff with them. We were always busy. I kept them very busy. They were very creative, artsy. That was probably where a lot of the money went. I'd go hit that dollar area at Michael's like there was no tomorrow and they had <laughs> more things to keep them busy. And, you know, I could go pick up 20 bucks worth of stuff and keep them busy for weeks. And, you know, so it was fun when they learned to bake along the way. We did lots of home cooking and baking, which of course is a passion of mine anyways. And a couple of the kids have got onto that. And yeah, it was just everything. Summers was everything just to be home with them every day. And you could tell when it was the last couple weeks of the summer that it was time for them to go back. And we all agreed. They agreed. I agreed. We were on the same page. <laughs> Everybody needed to go back to school. But yeah, it was just fun. It was what I always wanted to do. So if they needed me, if somebody was sick, I went to get them from school. There was no doubt of, oh no, what do we do? How do we get them? That was never going to be an option for me to have to figure out what to do when somebody was sick because I was at work. That was not, I always wanted to be there for them. And I feel like I fulfilled that when they were younger. And even when the youngest got into school full time, I decided to take a job a real job because nobody was home during the week, but I took a job in a school. So I was on the same schedule at the same school. So if somebody was sick, I'm going home with whoever was sick. And when they were off, I was off. So that was still very important to me that I was wherever they needed me, whenever they, and the three of them were in the same school with me for like three years. So before the one moved on to another building and uh, it was just, just what I did. It was the most important thing to me to be, available to them. And even now when they're in their twenties, you, <laughs> you might not always agree, but I'm always available to She's my kids. Always available. <laughs> so the kids call and text, uh, it's, it's nonstop, which is great. I'm not, it's not a complaint whatsoever. I've, I've always, 
admit that when, as they were starting to leave the house or start to venture out, you were yeah. worried that they were going to start losing or moving away from mom. And I, I've assured her for a long time, because this is how I was, especially with Riley, my, our son, yeah. I assured her that he was going to need you more than he did when he was little, because that's how I was with my mom. And it's, that's really come to pass. Now, Riley, if you're listening and you don't agree with that, then I would suggest, well, it's not true. So anyways, the, uh, the idea though, is that the kids are around. Well, we just said the, the girls over last night, right? right? I mean, they're, yeah. they're always around. And the, I guess really what I want to hammer home with these, these ideas and these thoughts is that we had the decision back in our early twenties. We didn't have a, we didn't have a freaking clue what we no, were doing, no, right? But we stuck to an agreement and we just marched forward through that, mm-hmm. right? To the point where we didn't necessarily know where it was going to lead. We didn't have any money. It, so like Stacy said, the dollar store was like gold. She could, <laughs> so Christmas for us was, she would come up and package like bundling, right? Bundle this dollar item with this dollar item. And I mean, once again, my kids had no idea that, and it didn't matter. They were just tickled to death to get things. She did all this is kind of where I'm going with that. She's the one who to set the stage in our family to get us to where we are today. So as they've progressed and as they've ventured out into the their next phases of life, they're coming back to her a lot, which is a lot of fun to watch as a husband and as a father. And they come to me too, right? But it's never for the same things, which is fine, right? That's what it's all about. But it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch them interact with her and her get to still interact with them the way she's always wanted to do, which is super fun. So I want to fast forward a little bit to, once again, folks, if you're familiar with my story, I've shared it many, 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 many times, right? So in the process of me grinding this company, it was a supermarket chain here locally here in Indiana that decided to, we were going, it was around the same time, uh, 2007, 2008. Anyways, the last time the last recession was going on, they were closing stores, Right. Basically, I got blindsided, right? I was grinding, 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 working towards moving up the ladder of this company, and they completely blindsided me with basically closing my store, Mm -hmm. which completely disrupted our life. Right. I want to just fast forward into like, so that moment, Mm -hmm. we didn't realize it at the time, was a pivotal moment for Mm -hmm. us, right? right? So Mm -hmm. it started to get us down a different journey of entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. building businesses, different ways of thinking about life, realizing Mm -hmm. that we weren't in control of our money Mm -hmm. or our mind, which is exactly (laughs) what we try to talk about with this podcast. So I just want to shift gears with that. So we we went through raising the kids to the Mm -hmm. point where we felt pretty confident with where Mm -hmm. they were going in life. Mm -hmm. And then we've had this disruption Mm -hmm. moment in our life, right? Mm -hmm. It happened to me, but it happened really to all of us. Mm -hmm. Kind of where we've been since then, since about the last 10, 15 years or so, kind of where you've gone for yourself, trying to build your business and ideas, right? Believing gotcha. in yourself. Yeah. And, and where you're trying to go um, from here. Yeah. So for me, as the kids got bigger, I tried out many different opportunities that kept coming my way. I have several different jobs. I have worn many hats. I've had many lives when you talk about job-related lives. And when you add them all up, I feel like it's gotten me to where we are now, for sure, together. Yeah, there was some odd stuff along the way, you know. But it allowed me, for me as a person, I say for me, I really got on board with all the changes and all the things that you've been talking about probably in the last five years for myself. 
I was still mom mode. That was still my thing. And he, I think you got frustrated slightly along the way. Cause once they were in high school, he's like, they're big. And I'm like, no, they're not big. <laughs> they're not big. No, they're, they're still here. They're still my people. So no, they're not big. And, but as I got each step, when somebody would graduate, it's like, oh no, this is coming to an end. And then the next one graduates like, oh no, this is, I only got two more years. That's when I really started the transition, I think is when the kids, not necessarily Riley graduating, cause I still had the two girls and that was a four year span yet still to go from oldest to youngest to graduate. And, but that's probably about when I started to get on the bandwagon of, okay, what, what does the next chapter look like? What are we doing? What am I doing? Who am I? I'm, I'm mom. (laughs) He lived this, so he's laughing, but that's all I knew is I'm mom. I'm mom and wife. Well, wife wasn't going to change. I knew that because we had already started working too when they were middle school and high school to go on dates and really get back to us back then. So I knew that wasn't going to change where a lot of people we knew along the way that were our friends that were maybe a little bit ahead of us were starting to have divorces and different stuff, but I knew that wasn't our issue. So I just was not going to be mom. That was, <laughs> he laughs at me, but that was my biggest concern. I was not going to be mom. But at the same time, I felt that tug of, well, who am I? Who do I want to be? And I started allowing myself to take on challenging jobs at that point. That's when I took on being a director of a preschool and childcare of 200 plus kids. That was big. That was a lot. And I did that for a few years and then took on the challenge of becoming an accounting person. I hadn't done accounting. What in the world? But I took that on and loved that challenge also, just like school. These bigger things were huge challenges. But for me, always in the back of my mind is I've always loved weddings. I've always loved weddings. And I've told Randy since we were probably 20, someday I'm going to work in weddings. That's just where I think I'm supposed to be besides kids, babies or babies or weddings. That's all I wanted. I didn't care which one I got. Babies would be great, but weddings is even fun too. So, (laughs) so for me now, um, that's where the confidence came in is like, okay, now I can do, and it came from my kids too. It became from you and the kids saying, mom, it's okay to do what you want to do. Babe, what do you want to do? And so, yeah, so I slowly grew into it's okay to put myself first or what I want. And that came from the self-help stuff that came from you guys and friends. And so a year and a half ago now, almost two years ago, I jumped into working at a friend's wedding barn, helping her a little bit here and there. And was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's (laughs) yeah. Yeah, It helped her for the fall season, which is the busiest season here in Indiana. You can do a lot of weddings in a short amount of time in the fall here. And so I did that with the barn and then that kind of goes on hold because it's a barn in Indiana. There aren't weddings from basically December to March. So I'm like, oh, this is not fun. That ended. And so then I got on with a wedding venue and was full in with that and was like, oh yeah, this is who I am. And he can vouch. I would come home and Look at the camera. Uh, those of you watching this, this is going to be on YouTube as well. So yeah, Stacy's whole face lights up when she starts talking about these weddings. So I love it. I know you I do. I love everything I about it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Even the rough ones. It's still, there's good moments in every part of a wedding. 
And there's always a tear at every wedding. And I've done over what we talked about yesterday. I think I've done over 78 weddings in the last year. Okay. And <laughs> okay, stop, stop, time out, time out. Okay, say that again. I've done over seventy-eight weddings in the last well year and a half now because it's October. Okay. Yeah, year last and year half. and a half. Last year and a half, I've done over seventy-eight weddings. Coordinated over seventy-eight. Yeah. So you, to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. For so for you to step into that has been fun to watch. So guys, from a husband standpoint. I discovered personal development, financial education back in 2007, 2008-ish, right? And I drove, I dove down that rabbit trail fast and furious. Like I was like in it to win it. I knew that things needed to change and they needed to change now. And I was getting a little pushback. <laughs> yeah, <What>? just a little <laughs> pushback from Stacey J because it was completely against everything we knew up till that point. I was getting excited and she was getting a little nervous. Where I'm going with that statement is that I didn't force her to do anything. I don't think I ever forced you to believe a certain way. I would encourage you. Mm -hmm. I would share ideas, share things I was listening to, share things I was reading, share, share. I was sharing. And eventually 10 years later, (laughs) she, she started to catch on and she's starting to catch her own fire of belief, but it's in her own different way, right? Mm -hmm. She's meeting new friends. She's getting herself into different rooms that are growing and expanding her. And I'm not having to push as like I used to feel like I used to, right? No, not at all. And through this journey of discovery, really discovery for myself with building the podcast, trying to build this brand, trying to do the things I'm doing on the side to now she's trying to step into her path. Mm -hmm. As I've tried to describe through the school at the very beginning, mm-hmm. the kids through the last, well, the kids are in the 20s, so the yeah. last 15, 20 years, right? And now we're stepping into this new phase that she's really taking ownership of these brides and this wedding idea that she said, that she has. As she mentioned, I, we talk about this back when we were dating. We were in a park and it was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We sat on a park bench. We were just dreaming about life and dreaming about this <laughs> and that. And I, we still talk about it, right? Yeah, Yeah. we were talking about someday. She had the vision of this wedding venue that she wanted to own. And back then, once again, in our 20s, didn't have any money, didn't have anything. We didn't even know what that meant. But for it to fast forward 27 years, 29 years later, Mm -hmm. to have it, I mean, we're really close, right? We just need to write, write things to fall into place. But for you to take that vision of having your own place, but then giving back to the bride's that you currently are working with. Yeah. Tell me again, 70, how many? 78. 78. There's, a, I think there's only 52 weeks in a year. 79 is in two weeks. <laughs> I think there's only 52 <laughs> weeks in a year. Okay. Point being is that she's done a lot and she, but talk about how much you love it. Let's talk about that for a minute. How much I love it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> she lights up when she talks about her kids and she lights up when she talks about weddings. And I just, you know, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. So please. Yeah. How much do you love it? I love everything about it. (laughs) I love the chaos of the day and being the person to manage it and bring it back in where nobody else knows that it's chaos. I love that aspect of it. From the moment the bride gets there and you can look at her and see that she's frazzled because she's had a morning just trying to get hair done and makeup on. And it's like, okay, I got you now. You're mine. I've got you. And it's fun to be able to see her within the first half hour calm down, relax, 
start giggling and just having fun. That for me is like step number one. And you're just like, okay, that's cool. We're, we're on board now here. We're locked and loaded. Let's start going. And then from there, it's me being able to go and make all the fine finishing touches on the room and have it the way that I would want it as a bride, or I would want for my girls to have it as a bride. And that's fun to, and then take a few pictures and run it down to the bride and be like, so what do you think? And she and see her light up and get excited. So that's like step number two, where you're like, okay, I won again. Yay. <laughs> it's like little wins throughout the day. And then you get her, have her and her bridesmaids get her dressed and get her ready to go to pictures. And she's in tears for the first time because she's seeing herself and it's real and it's nerves and it's excitement. And so that's fun. And my favorite thing probably during the day is the brides. And I know it's a, it's a faux pas thing right now, but the ones that decide to do the first look or the magic moment, oh my gosh, it just. It's so cool. It's so cool to watch. I understand the other side of waiting to see each other when you're coming down the aisle, but you're like 30 feet from each other. You can't really see the face of somebody versus three feet from each other. And that guy turns around and sees that girl and they both start emotional. It's, oh, it's so cool. It's the best moment. It's so awesome. Between that and when they actually kiss each other, those are like your two big moments. And yeah, I love it. I love it. It's so fun. It is so fun. And then you get to joke around with everybody else who's maybe on edge or just there to have fun. The dads are always hilarious. They're they're on this fine line of nerves and giddy. And so it's fun to be able to joke around with them and get them going because then they you can see them just relax and just have fun for the day. Getting everybody down the aisle is great. Getting them through pictures. Getting them upstairs and getting them announced in is probably my next favorite part. You know, I've announced that wedding party in and everybody's hooting and hollering and you're like, yes, we did it. We made it party time. Um, there's still <laughs> a lot that happens before party time, but yeah, no. And then you can see as that part of the reception and things start to happen, obviously you see everybody relax and it just becomes fun and mellow. And uh, that's when the gratitude starts to show and you're just like, okay, that's another great day. Another fantastic day. And yeah, it's just fun. I love everything about it. I love it. <laughs> I know you do. And that's why I'm so excited that you've decided to take this on as yeah. your next opportunity. So take a second and tell the audience, yeah. what is it that you are doing? What are you trying to accomplish with this passion? I mean, it's a true yeah, passion true for passion. weddings and for yeah. people. You were that way with the kids. You're that way with me. You're that way with anybody that comes into your life. As far as you, yeah. you're a caretaker, meaning you're mm-hmm. you're always out making sure that the other person is taken care of, mm-hmm. right? Happy. I will go over the top for over anybody. Over the top. And I can vouch for that 100% <laughs> in, in our relationship as well. So take a second and mm-hmm. just describe to them. We talked about the weddings, but what is it? Yeah. What is it that you're doing? What is it that, that you're trying to get out there into the world to, to help these brides have yeah. better days and more fun in their weddings? Yeah. Currently, my business is wedding planning, but day of coordinating. Day of coordinating is truly my passion and focus because wedding planning, most people can figure out what to do. If you have questions, it's easy to help somebody fill in the gaps of wedding planning. That's not the problem. It is day of. People don't realize how many moving parts there are on a day of a wedding. So for me, I want to take that off of, you know, a lot of people ask their maid of honor or their mom to be in charge of all this stuff. Well, they're supposed to be in the moment with you. And so that's where I love to come in and be like, okay, I got you. 
I know who the caterer is. I know where the cake's coming from. I know when your DJ should be here. Just you just have fun for the day. And that's hard for some people to let go of. But at the same time, once they realize that, oh, this person really has my back and they get to be in the moment, it's huge. So right now it's trying to help the people, um, help brides get out there with brides that don't know how much help that can be for the day of. Because a lot of venues, a lot of people get venues and they don't realize that they're that's not part of the day. That you're you're still in charge of all your stuff. And to have somebody else help you with that and take that off of your plate and just be able to be in their moment and then enjoy the day for everybody is huge. And yeah, a lack, a lack that I don't think people realize can be easily remedied. So if someone is, so say a bride is listening to us or even a couple mm-hmm. in general, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily be the bride or right. even a family yeah, that is family. like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we just had a friend of ours that just went through a wedding yeah. and they did not have a coordinator from understand. And after the fact, they're realizing, yeah, we understand exactly now what you're talking about. Yeah. Can you, are there any signs or are there any like specifics that you can give ideas to help people realize that the value yeah. that you're going to bring to them throughout um, the day? Like I said, I went through the day, the, the, the high points of the day, but the the other points of the day that people don't think about or realize, because everybody's in the moment, right? It's all about the dress and it's about the pictures and it's about the cake and it's about the food. Well, all that has to get there and be handled. And so a lot of people, biggest thing is timing. That's the hardest part. People think they have an idea what's going to happen and when, but unless you have somebody telling you, okay, it, you've got to stop pictures. You've got to wrap up pictures because you're 20 minutes from your ceremony start time and you're not ready to start and your guests are arriving and you're still out here where they can see you. You're supposed to be like hidden by this point. So that's one of the things. And then ceremony is not usually a big deal. Even post ceremony is not big, but once you get to reception and party time, that's when everybody gets in the moment. Well, if you're at a wedding and you're the bride and groom or the parents, and you have 200 plus guests. Well, guess what? Those 200 plus guests are trying to talk to you. Everybody's trying to talk to you. But at the same time, you need to get dinner started because you've got 200 guests waiting to eat. You've got to get cake cut and out because people will beg for cake. I'll just leave it that way. People beg for cake. (laughs) Um, Uh, you got to get through your dances. You got to, and if you don't have somebody kind of prompting you, Hey, are you ready to do this next? Hey, do you know that we should be getting this done? Hey, do you know it's already X, Y, Z time and you have two hours left and we haven't done first dances yet. And you wanted to party. We're still a half an hour, at least from that. You can give them those cues to help keep them on track. Whereas if they don't have somebody, you know, the night, next thing you know, it is an hour left and you're like, well, we never did half of what was on their list. And so then that makes my heart hurt when you watch somebody and it's like, oh, you missed out on this or this didn't go, you know, or smoothness. There can be a total flow of smoothness. I was at a wedding recently that they would have the the guests were all outside. Then they were all moved inside. Then, oh, wait a minute. We need everybody back outside. It was just back and forth, back and forth. And if you had somebody there to say, okay, no, let's do these things in this order because everybody's here, then we can move everybody as a whole group to do these things. It just makes it a flow. That person can help keep timing. Timing's the big part, timing and a flow to it. And like you said, our friends mentioned that, you know, everybody's kind of standing around looking at each other going, well, now what do we do? And it was like a, 
you have a 10, 15 minute dead time where nobody knows what's going on and the coordinator fills that spot. They don't let that dead time happen if they can. I mean, unless a bride and groom are really dragging their feet, that's hard to, you can't force somebody to do something. But if you're there to keep reminding, hey, we need to do this. Hey, everybody's been kind of sitting around for the last 15 minutes doing nothing. That's where that coordinator can fill in and keep the time frame moving. So you can get to the fun part, the party part, which is what everybody's trying to get to. Trying so, to get to the, the partying and having yeah, fun. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's there to drink and dance and have some fun and let loose a little bit, right? Because it's been a long day. So the vision I'm having is like you're controlling the chaos. Yeah, yeah. You're just, I, yeah. you're, you're in the background. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily in the foreground. No, People won't even necessarily all. know that you're mm-hmm. even there. No, that's the but goal. But you're controlling the chaos yeah. of the day to yeah. get from a destination of the beginning. Mm-hmm. But you're there even before uh, you've got a meeting this coming weekend with a young lady that's being married in a week or two from now. Yeah, I start at so least yeah. two weeks to a month out meeting with the bride to get all their information to and know sure. exactly what they're wanting, mm-hmm. their true vision, and then getting them a timeline built. I build the timeline for them, get their approval, and then we move through the day. That's the goal. So, And you do it. With joy, you love oh, it. Oh yeah, heck yeah, I love it. I heck can't wait. Yeah. Heck yeah, heck folks. Yeah. Heck yeah. Like the wedding this weekend. This weekend's <laughs> wedding is going to have two hundred plus guests that I know we're working towards, and we have all day Friday to decorate and get everything done and get a full rehearsal done and rehearsal dinner done. Because you help with that too. I'm helping with all that too, and then obviously, then the next day, the wedding. I think we arrive at the venue at like nine, and it goes till midnight. So. Everything from nine to midnight is on my shoulders. So, and the bride just gets to enjoy and be a part of her day and everybody else just relax and have fun. So cool. Well, I appreciate you going through all that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's fun. Yeah. So that, I just wanted to, that's where the idea with this podcast was to kind of go through the phases, right? Yeah. When we were first getting together Mm -hmm. to the kids, right? And to now the next phase of, so happy anniversary. Yeah. 27 years. Yeah. Yeah. You believe that? 27 years. And where the next... 27, 107, who knows however many it's going to be. Lots of weddings. A little bit too much. Lots of weddings Lots in the future. <laughs> Folks, I'm not a wedding guy. So besides my kids and maybe getting invited to a few, yeah, I'm not going to be there. So, you know, that's this is Stacey J doing all that. I'll be working in the background trying to do some of the other things. But uh, at the same time, I just wanted to highlight the fact that you're just, you found your niche, mm-hmm. you found your passion, and you're just, yeah. you're stepping into it with a lot of the courage that you had and the ability to accomplish big things back when you were in school. I just, that's yeah. why I wanted to share that yeah. story as well with the kids and yeah, with all the chaos that was going on. Feeling. Same Yeah, definitely same the same feeling. So if there are people, yeah. family members, brides, yeah, grooms, anybody, anybody mm-hmm. that wants to learn more about yeah. you mm-hmm. and the services that you provide, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're local, we're here in Indiana, whether you can help folks virtual or in a dis- distant location, mm-hmm. maybe just go into a little bit about what you can and can't do uh, with what you're trying to do with your coordinating. Oh, um, yeah, virtually anywhere. I'm, <laughs> I love to travel is number two in my life. So I'll come <laughs> help you wherever you are. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I start with a phone call just to see that we kind of jive and that see where you are in the process and how that works for you. But yeah, but then from there, we just do a couple meetings and get some things going, figure out what all you've got planned and help you fill in the gaps if you're missing something. That's the biggest thing is helping you think of something that you forgot because there is a list of things that get forgotten and that shouldn't be last minute, like getting the marriage license. 
little things. But yeah, no, I do that. And we can do um, virtual Zoom phone calls or just regular phone call is where I kind of start that. And then in-person meetings to do some things. If I can get to the venue and see a venue with you and those kinds of things, that really helps me get the vision of the place. So, but yeah, no, we just talk through your aspects, your plans and what you're wanting your day. I get, you know, I get the feel from you of what it's supposed to feel like because everybody has a different way. I'm, you know, a lot of people like the light and flary and lovey and all that, but then you've got the ones that have these crazy themes and stuff that they want to have happen too. And so it's a little bit, yeah, from the very simple 50, done as little as 50 guests and I've done as many as 425. So it's, that's a range and that's a lot of moving parts, no matter if it's small or large, a lot of the same things happen, but it's, yeah, it's just bringing it all together and just sitting down with the person and seeing them eye to eye usually helps me get their feel. I feed off of other people's feelings. So where do they go to find out more oh, about you? Um, they can go to my website, stacyjwilson.com, or I am on Instagram at stacyjwilson, and Facebook at Stacy Keese Wilson, and I think TikTok now too, but I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> We're working on some TikTok. <laughs> I, I've convinced her. I, I kind of do a lot of the marketing and things for my, for my brand and things like that, and so I'm convincing her to step in front of the camera to do some marketing. So yeah, we're going to be on TikTok. And excited. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Doing some reels. Yeah, we're going to shoot some. Yeah, who's <laughs> new? 27 <laughs> years ago. That's why it's so funny. So, yeah, StacyJWilson.com. Uh, Stacy J. Wilson on Instagram and Stacy Keese Wilson on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have all of those links in the show notes. Uh, you can set up a 30 minute consultation, right? Yep. To get free a free 30 minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, free 30 minutes to see if you guys would be a great fit. And I would encourage you to jump on the phone. And I promise you, she will take very good care of you and your family. So thanks for coming on. This has been fun. This hasn't been too bad, has it? No, it's fun to look back at where we were all that time ago. We talk about it a lot. I know, we do talk about it a lot. So I knew this was going to be an easy conversation. I'm just glad you were willing to come on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so happy anniversary. Yeah, you too. All right. So folks, go out there, have a fantastic day. Uh, Hit Stacy up. If you or somebody you know uh, in your family is close to or planning a wedding, she would be a fantastic addition to your team as far as having someone on your side to make sure your day goes as well as you can ever imagine. And she's done it flawlessly for so many times, really. It's really an amazing thing and it's fun to watch. So I appreciate you being here with us today. And if we can be of any service to you moving forward, uh, we look forward to that opportunity. So go out there, as I mentioned, have a fantastic day, and uh, we will be back with you with another episode very soon. Until then, bye now. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor, Jim Roden, shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself and become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends.